Hi, this is Dr. Rahman, and welcome to Black Women's Health. It's all about you, and we celebrate the Black woman. Welcome. I am glad to have you here. Let's talk. So, I have a very special guest with me today. Chris, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well. Chris has decided to come on to talk about male-female relationships, mm. specifically black-male, black-female relationships after the age of 50. Yep. Here at your service, Doc. So, would you agree that relationships in general are the hardest and the most rewarding experience a person can have? Yeah, both male-female relationships and, and uh, platonic male-male, male-female relationships. Yeah, they can be very rewarding. And so, specifically, when you're talking about romantic love relationships, mm-hmm. black male, black female, over the age of 50, mm-hmm. hard? Um, yeah, I'll say they're hard because... Uh, it's sometimes difficult to find the right partner, and I think as you get older, more people are married, and therefore uh, there are fewer people to choose from. It's interesting from a female perspective, there's just no good man out there. They're all taken. So they say. You don't believe that's true? I'm still out here. And what, well, before we get into specifics, maybe we should get some statistics. You're a black man. Yeah. You're over 50. Yes. You're a college graduate. Yes. Working. Yes. So why has it been so hard for you? Well, again, I think um, it's not hard to find a companion, but to find a real partner can be a little bit difficult. I mean, if you're just looking for male-female companionship, that's not real difficult to find. But if you're looking for somebody who you can really build a relationship with somebody who's willing to open themselves up and reveal who they are and allow you to do that and not be too judgmental. Those people are few and far between. So let me see if I understand what you're saying. It's not too hard to find sex. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, you can break it down to that. Yeah, sure. And you think that most older black females are just looking for sex? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, because, you know, at least it hasn't been my experience. I haven't had a lot of casual sexual relationships. So um, I have had a few, but not that many. Now, that's partially due to the fact that I don't desire that. I desire a real relationship. Somebody who I can consider a, um, a partner. So what's a casual relationship in your mind? And why is that less than satisfying to you? Well, in casual relationships, you know, you may have your set of criteria and, and the person uh, may not meet all of those, uh, you know, may not check all the boxes. But you're compatible enough to ha- have, some, have a good time with, compatible enough to be intimate with. 
And that, that's a companion. That's someone you can have a good time with. Maybe not somebody you want to build a lifelong relationship with. At the age of 50, most of us have already had our first-time experiences, mm. and we've had relationships in the past. And for women, we've probably had our children, and our children may well be grown. Mm. So clearly, clearly, what women are looking for in men change in the sense that we're not looking for him to be the father of our children. Mm, that's true. We are probably employed mm -hmm. if we're single, which means that we're probably not looking for someone to pay our way. Mm -hmm. So from the older black female perspective, what I hear is that the majority of the time we're looking for someone that can hold their own, meaning that um, we don't mind being helpful, we don't mind being useful, we don't want to feel misused or abused, mm -hmm. um, but we just want the compatibility and the companionship. Yeah, I, I think men can say, or black males can say the same thing. I mean, we want somebody who, you know, leads what I bring to the table, and most of my friends who are still single bring to the table, we're all for the most part, gainfully employed. We all have you know, some education. Uh, we're not looking for a free ride. We're just looking for someone who's um, can hold their own and, and you can build a relationship with. I think what they find out there is there are some women that meet, a lot of women that meet that criteria. But, you know, I think when you're talking about building up a, a partnership, the uh, I think uh, you know the criteria becomes a little bit more stringent. You know, you start looking, well, you start looking for things like um, uh, depth of thought, integrity. Um, you know, uh, just characteristics, you know, emotional characteristics, and willing to open themselves up, willing to uh, reveal who they are, and and to accept the other person for who they are. You know, not willing to or not feeling a need to portray themselves as something that they truly aren't. I mean, I think a lot of people bring to their, at least initially to their relationship, what they think you want them to see. And uh, after some period of time, it always comes to light. That's not who you are. And so a lot of times you spend a lot of time wasting time trying to figure out who this person really is. Where to me, from the beginning, from the jump, as we used to say, Show who you are, and uh, it'll cut right through the chase. It'll allow you to allow that person to see who you are and let them decide, and you decide, do you really want to spend and build a relationship with them? Do you really want to spend the time and energy pursuing them? And you still may come up with the answer, yes, knowing that this person is not going to be like the, the lifelong or the lasting relationship that you're going to have some fun with. So this is very odd to me because from... What you've said and what I've heard and what I know to be true, we're all looking for the same thing. Oh, I think we are. I, I, th I think, unfortunately, life has jaded us to the point where we're not able to uh, reveal exactly what we want. You know, somewhere along the line, life experiences have allowed us uh, or made us feel like we need to kind of clam up and be a lot more protective of who we are. 
and I and, and I understand that because I think that has happened to me to some degree. But I think one of the things that I've worked really hard as a as a black male or as a male in particular is to be able to be honest about who I am and, and reveal who I am and not be afraid to uh, let somebody see, you know, my uh, sh- shortcomings and my assets and my shortcomings. And you found that to be true with black women or all women? Well, I haven't dated really outside my race, but, you know, on, on occasions, but that they weren't really real relationships that I was pursuing uh, to get the person to really know that person deeply. But I can say most of the women I've dated um, haven't been very revealing of who they are. That, you know, you had to really spend a lot of time to find out who they are. They used to, I used to always have this saying, sometimes when you first start dating a woman, they send their representative. They don't send them. And then eventually the representative has to disappear and then you get a chance to see who they are. You know? And that's the whole courtship process. I mean, that's kind of understood, you know? Initially, I'm trying to create a good impression, so I'm on my best behavior, but with enough time you get to see who I really am. Yeah, so, yeah. So why do black women struggle with this so much? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know, because I can only speak really for myself. I don't know the dating habits of most of my friends. I mean, I know some of my friends are probably have different objectives going into relationships than I do. I can only speak for myself, and, and for me, I can say that um, I've always been pretty revealing about who I am, even during the courtship, because, you know, there's time, there's money, there's energy that I don't want to waste on somebody thinking that this is going to be a lasting relationship that doesn't have the potential to do that. So it's like, as we used to say, panic now and avoid the rush. Well, let me ask you this. You have been married before. Twice. Without going into too much detail, mm. what did you learn from those relationships in terms of black women and dating, and what did what did it make you want to avoid? And if you know, what did it make you look for? In a black well, woman? I'm not sure what I saw was is anything that's unique to black women. I think it's or even unique to all women. Um, I can just say from my my personal experience is that um, I do need to find somebody who's willing to open themselves up and uh, let me see them, as I used to call it, naked to the world with all the with whoever they are, so that uh, I could decide, so that we can decide whether we uh, can have a relationship. And I just uh, in neither one of my relationships I didn't think I chose people who weren't very open, and that's so. Contrary to what I think I'm all about. Um, you know, I've opened myself up to the point sometimes where people say, well, you know, I think you have weaknesses. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And, I, and I'm secure with my weaknesses. I know that uh, I'm a work in progress. And so, so yeah, I always say I'm secure with my insecurities. And, uh, you know, I, I need to, I would love to find somebody who's also secure with their insecurities and will allow me to see them and then let's form that foundation for, I think that will help form the foundation for a solid relationship. So you primarily dated black women. Yeah. By choice. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, have you had any experiences with white women and are there differences that you perceive between the two? Uh, yeah, I've had a few, not many. So I have really a, a, a very limited sample um, to, to pull from. But if what I saw with the few that I've dated, if that's uh, unique to them or if that's true to them across the board, then I think the biggest difference is that um, one of the biggest differences are is that they are a little bit more catering to their man that they will um, work really hard to find what you really like and are willing to do that. Sometimes black women are a little bit more reserved about doing that for whatever reason. You know, whether it's life experiences, I don't think it's anything that's uh, innate about black women, but I, I did, definitely found that black, white women were a little bit more open about uh, letting you see who they are and catering to you to make you happy. So you need to explain, what do you mean by they cater? Well, they I mean, cater more to you know, they, the man. They're very open about, hey, what do you like? And let me see what I can do to, uh, to uh, give you what you like, which it's a nice, it's just a nice asset to have. I mean, it's a, but yeah, they're definitely more. Um, and again, is this sexual or this? Some of it's sexual. Yeah, sure. Some of it's sexual, some of it's not. I mean, yeah. But yeah, sexual in particular, yeah. And they are, I think, a little bit more open sexually than, than black women. Are they more aggressive? Oh, definitely. Definitely. More aggressive in bed. And again, you know, my sample size is small. But they're more aggressive in bed and outside of bed. I mean, even in terms of, you know, when they make eye contact with you, white women tend to maintain eye contact with you if they see something that they like. Black women tend to give you that quick sister look and then they'll look away. What's this sister look? Sister look will like, they'll check you out, but then they'll look away. They won't, a lot of times sisters won't even acknowledge you. And that, that bothers me about sisters because you know, I'm very attractive to my, our sisters. So, But sisters t won't always, if you make eye contact with them, you know, you won't always get a nod, like, how, how are you? Like one of those cordial nods, where white women will do that with, with brothers, at least the ones I've come across contact so with. So it's very interesting. There's been at least one website that said that black women were the least desirable of all the women. This was okay Cupid, I believe. Okay. Um, what, do, and, what do they know? <laughs> and for a lot of black women, I think it's the desire to feel desired. Mm -hmm. It's the desire to have someone pursue you, mm -hmm. which might be what you're seeing or what you're experiencing, whereas she may not be as forward or as direct or as obvious mm -hmm. in her appreciation. Because, you know, we sometimes, you know, in spite of the fact that people like certain features, black features, black women are usually not conceived of as the most desirable mm -hmm. or the most um, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I would, I, would, I would think that that's um, well, a reaction. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, that's not the case with me. Um, I see black women, I, I have, I guess my goal as a still being a single black male 
is to find a black woman who uh, I can build a partnership with, who wants to, and I find black women very, very desirable. And in, even from a sexual standpoint, I don't find any other uh, ethnic group any more desirable uh, than black women. And I truly, and I'm not just saying this because you are a black woman, Doc, but I truly find black, I think of black women as being the prize. I, because I truly believe if I find the right black woman, you know, as the adage goes, I could possibly live pretty happy with my relationships. And I believe that woman's out there. I don't think my criteria for black women is that stringent that uh, I won't. I'll always be in search of. I just haven't hit the right one. It's really, it's, it's, it's a puzzle because Ebony did a survey beginning of the year and they asked black women um, did they, what was the most common way for them to meet someone? And it wasn't online dating. Mm -hmm. It was through that. a friend. Absolutely. And it was through a friend. Um, most of the women were not actively looking for a relationship. Were not, no, take that back. Most of the women, black women, single black women, were not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Only a third of them believed that they might possibly find a stable relationship, mm. which is kind of depressing. Yeah, it is. I mean, because I I know there are qual quality by my at least by what I think of as being quality. There are quality black men out here that are looking for quality black women, and uh, you know they say there is something special about black love, and and uh, and if that is the case, and that's a little depressing because. Uh, I, that connection, I think, when made, it's pretty powerful. So, what's creating the divide? Do you think? Well, you it's just society? mentioned one of them. Do you think it's society? I think that's part if of it. If I'm looking and I want the same thing that you want, mm -hmm. why can't we see each other? Well, I mean, again, you know, depending on what your life experience has been, a lot of times, you know, you've been hurt. So, opening yourselves up and being a little bit more aggressive. Because, you know, whether men are hunters, as they say, but still, I don't know of any man that likes being told no. I mean, rejection is something that, uh, unless you have a really, really thick skin, is something that you don't want to ha you know, have happen to you. I know for, for me, I've definitely thought twice about pursuing women that I may have been attracted to because I don't want to be told no. You know, to find out that I'm not desi as desired by them as that they, I desire them. So yeah, I mean that that no one likes no. So that's that's a hurdle that has to get over. We have to get over. We have to, I think, become a little bit more aggressive in our if you really want a relationship in our pursuit, both men and women. Both men and women. And women. Oh yeah, definitely. I think men have to be a little bit more aggressive. I think women have to be a little bit more aggressive. And and it's nothing wrong with it. It's not not. I don't think that's a judgment of someone's character if you find a woman that's a little bit more aggressive about. In fact, I can say almost every lasting relationship I've ever had I can honestly say that I was pursued not the pursuer or it's a pursuee or whatever so how is that going to happen just recently Facebook started introducing dating yeah and they now say the the age of people who are using Facebook is those over 40 mm -hmm. which would make you think Facebook might be the place to meet Absolutely. somebody could be
and you can and you can let, using online dating. Well, no. So, but Facebook's I mean, a little bit different because they reveal a lot more. You get a chance to see things about a person's family and some of their interests. I mean, you can write a paragraph on all these websites for dating. That doesn't reveal a lot. I mean, the few times I've done online dating, I have not had any success because uh, a lot of misrepresentation happens there. With Facebook is hard to harder to misrepresent because you know people that are looking at that are people who know you. So you got to kind of come clean about about to some degree about who you are and what you're about. And uh, so Facebook actually could be a better avenue for dating because. Yeah. Well, it's good in the sense that you're not limited to your personal zip code. Yeah, you could. That's true too. You could potentially date anyone. That's mm. true. Anywhere on the planet. Maybe I need to go back to the motherland and find my my soul sister over there. You know who? Well, now that's very interesting because there is a difference between. African-American women and African women. Yeah, I've never dated an African women, woman, but I do like the uh, the strong ethnicity in your look. Well, I mean, that's, Africa that's is a, term, a large term. continent, and so depending on which country, mm -hmm. um, there's a wide variety to choose from. Yeah, yeah, I am um, being partially revealing. I definitely think um, Ethiopian women, Somalia, women. Well, actually, that's not only true. I take that back. I was about to say I really like their look, but then um, I think one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen are from Ghana. So that's on one side of the continent to the other. Well, since you have the continent of Africa <laughs> and the country of the United States, you're bound to find somebody. Oh, well, hey, I'm going to throw my ring in the hat out there and see whether uh, somebody bites and say, yeah, I think you're the one for me. So, what kind of advice would you give to a a woman, like similar to yourself, a black woman over the age of 15, mm -hmm. a college graduate working, um, let's say she's had her children, mm -hmm. or let's say children are non-issue, non-issue, but she's, she, like you, is looking for a companionship. What what would your suggestion be to her? Well, again, I think honesty and openness and transparency are all very, very, very important. So, no, let's get more uh, concrete. Where am I going to see and meet black men or black men that I would want to? try to establish that kind of relationship with nah, to be honest with you doc i don't know whether i have the answer to that because uh if i knew that that would be the place that i would be to meet black women um uh, you know of course all the sororities and, and the fraternities have their functions you know your likelihood of meeting a a single black male at a fraternity function or single black female at a sorority function is a little higher I'm not a big fan of the clubs because when you're in a club, you know, you're you've got your club mojo on, you got your club face on, you got your club persona going, you know, and, and it's kinda hard to break through all that to find who you really are in the club. Um I don't know. Um 
I, to be honest with you, I don't know where to go. I mean, I can say if you're involved in um, community issues, uh, you know, or activists in your, in your community, a lot of times you will meet people of like mind because if you're an activist and that person's an active, activist, that's something that uh, you have in common that could be the grounds for a relationship. Who knows? Um, I don't know. All right. So we should. So what I'm getting from you is that we should actively network. Well, also your friends have to, I think, be aggressive in helping you too. I mean, I, I mean, as you said, stated earlier, a lot of relationships, a lot of love connections are made because a friend has kind of screened that person for you, and you know, if your friend's willing to introduce you to this person, there's a certain you know, degree of what they believe is compatibility between the two of you, and they're not going to introduce you to somebody who they think is going to do you some harm, both emotionally, physically. So, but um, but if you're looking for the advice, I, I honestly believe the transparency, the honesty, coming in, respecting yourself and respecting that person, as I've told a number of my friends, that um, I think respect is part of the foundation of any good relationship, even before the love and the liking or even the sexual tension. You have to have that certain... If you're talking about a long-lasting relationship, respect mm -hmm. is, I think, the foundation of that. You have to respect yourself, and you have to respect you know, who you're dealing with, give that person a level of respect coming in, and if they don't deserve the respect then, then that's different. But um, I like... I, you know, I harp on respect because I think uh, you can't have a long-lasting relationship without it. And then after that, the love and the you know, sexual tension and the sexual attraction and the, uh, the love comes after that. But you got to respect that person. Because if you don't, I think that, that relationship is doomed to fail. All right, so last question. You're in a room, and there's a black woman mm -hmm. that sees you. Mm -hmm. And let's say she's attracted to you. Mm -hmm. We don't know how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. What would you want her to do? Smile. Make eye contact. Smile. If I nod my head, nod back. Maybe even say, hey. And I'll, I'll definitely speak back. Even if we're walking down the street, you don't have to be in a something as enclosed as a room. If you're walking down the street and you see, uh, see me walking down the street and you say, ooh, you know, he's an attractive guy, smile. Say, hey. <laughs> I'll say, hey, back, and you never know where that's going to go. But that, that's the icebreaker. The thing that, that, as I was telling you, that I, I have a problem with with black women, so at least the ones I've encountered, maybe it's something that's unique to being in the northern cities because I do find like cities like Atlanta, women are a little bit more friendly in general. Like if you walk down the street and you make eye contact with a woman, most of the time they will, you know, if you say, hey, they'll say, hey, back, they won't look away. We're here in Philly and New York some of the other places up here in the north that they tend not to be quite as uh, as open and friendly. I would love to see this, the numbers on where the, the highest percentage of women that are unhappy or are still searching for relationships, um, whether it's higher up here in Philly, New York, and Boston, whatever, than places like Atlanta and southern cities. Because I do feel uh, people in general and women in general black women in general are warmer in the South. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your opinion. Mm. One black man sharing his opinion mm. about black women. Yeah. All information is good. 
Yeah, we yeah. Hope that helps. It. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. The pleasure was mine. I want to hear it. So, so that wasn't too bad, was it? So it was just painless. Painless. Oh, that's good. So this is Dr. Ramon saying it's been a pleasure speaking to you and I look forward to talking with you real soon. Until then, be well, be healthy, and enjoy life.